This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 121, the six top tips to choosing an IELTS course. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. In today's episode, we'll give you six tips to choose the best possible IELTS course for you to get your target score. If you're feeling lost and confused about where to start when it comes to preparing for the IELTS, and if you have 30 days or 60 days, we strongly recommend you try our checklist. It's the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. Go right now to download it for free. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-V-E-N. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Jessica, how you doing today? Hey, Lindsay, I'm excellent. I, it's, <laughs> I'm awesome. I can almost like run again. Life is good. Oh, that's so good. Are you going to get outdoors this weekend again and, and hit the road or hit the bikes? I think, I think we're going to bike a little bit. There's some birthday parties to attend. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a full, it's a full weekend. I'm, I'm good. stoked. What about um, you? Yeah, I'm going to climb a big 4,000 footer tomorrow, so it no. should be good. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll yeah. change my plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should go with the birthday parties. That sounds like fun, too. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toddler birthday parties are full full of cake and toys. I mean, full what more could you ask for? <laughs> That's right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So Jessica, today we're going to ask the ultimate question, right? And this is a question that I'm sure some of our listeners might be wondering. Mm -hmm. And that is, if we are thinking about going and purchasing an online, or sorry, just an IELTS course in Mm -hmm. general, online or offline, what should we consider? So we want to give our listeners a couple of tips today, things to think about. Yeah, this is, ah, there's just, there are so many options these days. Like this is, (laughs) this is important to talk about. Um, so I guess first you have to decide on your priorities, right? Like what is, what is it important to you? What do you need? What are you looking for? Um, are you trying to save money or are you willing to spend a little bit to get quality? Um, how much time do you have to study? Like, are you willing to commit to five hours a week at a school across the city? Um, you know, think yeah. about time to commute. Think about your willingness to do homework or study sure. online or right. Like there, mm-hmm. there is a lot to think about. 
there's a lot to think about. And, you know, don't discount. We're going to talk about this next. But, you know, if if time is an issue for you, I know a lot of our Brazilian listeners spend a lot of time in traffic. And I'm sure this happens mm. in many countries around yeah. the world. Right. I know that in Sao Paulo, the traffic is terrible. So they maybe don't want to get into a car and drive across the city to go to an IELTS school. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. talking about if it's like just a one hour class, you're talking about three hours out of your day just to attend this class. And that doesn't count the homework. That doesn't count the like <laughs> reviewing your notes or whatever. I mean, that's, you know, that's a huge commitment. And that's a lot of time to waste. You could be climbing a 4,000 foot mountain <laughs> right. while you like listen to a podcast or a practice test or something. You know, there you are it. other ways to approach there this. There are other ways. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's time to be honest with yourself, right? What is your priority? And mm-hmm. just make sure. And so consider the next one is to consider both online and offline options. Don't hold a bias that only offline options are valid, right? Right? I'm sure that it, because you guys are listening to this on a podcast, you're already <laughs> hip to the idea of learning through technology. But the possibilities with online learning are just enormous. And as we've said before, Jessica, the goal of an online course is often to save you time, whereas mm-hmm. the goal of an offline course is often to fill your time. Exactly. I mean, we've we've taught both ways, both of us, right? Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. both taught in the traditional classroom and the traditional language school or university, um, we know how those teachers think and what is required of them job-wise. You know, it's their job. Mm-hmm. Like, they get paid per hour to, you know, prepare mm-hmm. for the class and fill the time with different activities. Um, and yeah, some of them are going to waste your time. Some of them are not going to be focused on the test or on skills you need for the test. So what I like about online courses um, – is they're, they're clear, they're direct, and, and mm-hmm. they're in your control. You know, if mm-hmm. you enter a classroom, you have no control over what you're going to do there, over what the teacher's mm-hmm. gonna ask you to do in front of the class or whatever. But if mm-hmm. it is your, cl- like your course, it's, it's yours. You can, you can yeah. speed through something if it's boring. You could watch something. You could listen to a lecture 20 times if you need yeah. to, to like understand it. Um, I think that's the biggest that's the biggest advantage for me at least is it's in your control if you study online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's also really important to know yourself because if you do study online, there's a bit more responsibility, right? Because you're not physically going into a classroom, so you need to make sure that you really are committed to sitting at your computer, right? You know, right. every day or following that study plan that we're going to talk about now and make sure that you're committing to this. You know, we like to work with committed students. So just be honest with yourself. You know, if you feel like you do need the physical classroom, then go for it. But if you want to save your time and you can make that commitment to yourself to sit down in front of the computer, go for the online option, right? So just consider both. Don't discount either one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know for some, for some learning styles, um, <laughs> not having like the structure of, of needing to sit somewhere at five o'clock, you know, that, that might not work for some people. Like you need yeah. someone to tell you like, okay, you need to study with me for an hour today. Right. So <laughs> like if you need that, great, you know, find, find a, find a school with a good reputation, but otherwise, yeah, yeah explore other options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the future really is moving to online 
online learning yeah. and it's for <laughs> obvious reasons. Clearly the goals are different of, of both types of learning, at least in our case. So guys, what is tip number three, Jessica? What's the next thing our listeners should think about? All right. So when you, when you do sort of settle on which mode, you know, the traditional language school or the online course, and you're trying to narrow down your options, like you're, you're looking at three different courses, for example, which one should you buy? Well, you need to look at something that offers you a very clear, um, a very clear system. And I mean, like with simple steps to follow. We know that IELTS is a difficult test, but you know what? All you need need is a clear strategy to approach it. So you need you need a course with clear steps that you could see like bullet points like this is yes. exactly what I have to do <laughs> on this section step by step. Um and you also want it to be organized well. So it should be organized into at least the sections of the test, a listening yes. module, a writing module, reading, speaking, right? And yeah. we know that, um, writing is, writing is huge. So you're gonna, you're, you need a lot of skills. You need a lot of information because there are a lot of different types of questions you might see. So in order to be prepared, you need examples of all of those. So make sure the writing module is, is quite large to give you everything you need. I like that, Jessica. Well said, well said. And that is the job of a course, whether it's online or offline. The job is to narrow it down and eliminate unnecessary activities and show you exactly what to do. Because a lot of our listeners who choose not to invest in a course and go ahead and just try to grab free materials here and there end up very confused. I got a an email from one of our students today, in, our listeners today in Brazil, who says he's just confused. He knows that he needs a plan and a system, but he's grabbing having free materials here and there and he knows he's on the wrong track. So that's what you're actually paying for, guys, is a clear step-by-step system. So again, whether it's online or offline, make sure your course offers that. And make sure that the person or people creating the materials know the test. Yes. Um, we, we get, we get questions all the time, even from students like in our course who are asking, you know, teachers outside the course about different yes. whatever things related to the test. Um, oh, today, like, right? Even today, today we got it. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it, you know, I, I sigh. I, I get, I give a big sigh when I see this <laughs> because it's just so frustrating. Like it's it's a waste of the students' time and it's a waste of our time because we have to tell them, look, you know, that that teacher does not know about IELTS, obviously. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite scary, Jessica. The yeah. number of teachers that are out there that don't know IELTS. I was talking to another general English teacher today and she uh sorry, earlier this week, and she said, Yeah, I do IELTS. I can do IELTS sometimes. Come on. What sometimes this isn't a sometimes thing. I mean, goodness gracious. Like this <laughs> It's just it's just such a complicated um I don't want to say system, but it's such a complicated like organism. There are so many mm. facets of it. What question types are there? What strategies do you need? The timing, <laughs> the you know, what is the examiner looking for? Like there are so many things to know before you can teach it that it's not just like, eh, yeah, I looked, I looked at a textbook. I could do this. Like that's, right. eh, that's not enough. <laughs> it's like hiring a heart surgeon who says, yeah, I can do heart surgery sometimes. 
sometimes, then I can do dentistry some days. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like I looked, I looked at a book about brain surgery. I could, I could fix yours. Like, <laughs> great idea. <laughs> Don't do that. But that goes back to sort of the the first tip we talked about, um, which you know, consider consider the quality of the course mm. and the resources yeah. and consider your commitment about investing in this. You can't just buy something because it's 20 bucks cheaper than something else. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to look at this like if if this is a good quality course, it's not going to be super cheap. It's not going to be 50 bucks and you're going to pass right. the IELTS That's test. You right. have to be willing to invest some some money and time into into a system in order to get you that 7 or higher. I think it comes back to the phrase that we always say, you get what you pay for, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and there's really no way around that because if someone has a really great course, there's no reason to price it low, right? They're going to mm-hmm. price price at a high, but we're, this is your dream, guys. This is your future life that you're going for. So mm-hmm. in our opinion, you know, it's worth a good investment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's add quickly to this yes. tip three before we move on. So guys, Absolutely. when you're evaluating your courses, one thing you really have to look for and ask about if you can't if you can't see this in the course information you have to ask about this make sure that the course is going to offer you balanced practice because the biggest disadvantage of a lot of these courses and I'm talking about in language schools and online is that they only give you test practice Ooh. that is that's not going to improve your english and that means you're not going to improve your test score the te- it's an english test like it's not a, a <laughs> testing skills test. Like you need, you need both. So make sure the course is helping you to improve your overall English and giving you the testing skills you need. Yeah, absolutely. That's super important. Balanced practice. And we've talked about this in a couple of other episodes. You guys can come back to allearsenglish.com and type in the search bar balanced. And also, Jessica, this balanced practice, along with the test skills and strategies, should be in a daily learning plan, right? A very clear chart that tells us day one, day five, day 10, what do we do? And again, that is what you're paying for, guys. Exactly, exactly. So I think, I think one of the one of the advantages people think of attending a like a, a course in a school is that the teacher will give them homework. Like they, it'll they'll say, "Okay, now go home and watch this movie." But you know what? The online course should do that also. That's what our course does. For example, mm-hmm. we tell you exactly what outside resources to use. Like listen to this podcast and then take notes or write a summary or what have you. So everything in our course is is geared toward improving your overall English, telling you exactly what to do. And you know what? Some traditional schools don't even do that. Like I yeah. knew a lot of IELTS teachers that wouldn't ask their students to watch a movie. They're like, that's not test practice. Oh, oh good Lord. On. Yes, it is. Oh, no. It's improving their <laughs> listening. I mean, that's come right. on. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Exactly. I like that. And then our fourth tip, Jessica, is, you know, the course should have some kind of results, right? There should be some students that have taken it in the past or have used the strategies in the past and have reached a level of success, right, Jessica? Exactly, exactly. So you need to look for some sort of um a guarantee would be great. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of courses that offer that. But if you can find one that offers you a guarantee on increasing mm-hmm. your score, mm-hmm. go for it. I mean, what's to lose? I mean, yeah, 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 <laughs> that's really absolutely. what all you're looking for. But you <laughs> exactly. also need to look for student testimonials. 
you know, yeah. or talk mm-hmm. to some students that if, you know, you're looking at a school in your city, talk to some students who have gone there. Are they hey, confident in idea. all those teachers? You know, no, I like that. I mean, why not email the the owner of the course and ask them for the email of a student in the course? Yeah. Right. There, yeah. There's no reason that you cannot ask for that. And the, the the owner of the course should be OK to give you that information. And right? if and if they're not, that's a bad sign. You <laughs> know? Bad sign. They're like, no, don't talk to my other students. I'm yeah. afraid of what they might say so you know don't you know give that person any money look for look for something with with proven results is what we're you got it you got it exactly and what's tip (laughs) number five jessica what's the fifth tip we can give our listeners today yeah. So I think, again, this is an, uh, uh, an advantage of a traditional school people think of, but it can be available online. Also, this community of other test takers. So mm. like for some people, I think attending a class, just they think it automatically gives them that because they're surrounded by other students. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But these days, you know, are you going to like study alongside those students after class? I don't know. Are you going to chat with them on Facebook? That is more likely. So, (laughs) you know, if there's an online community, that is also something to consider. Absolutely. It's just nice to know that you have a place to go. For example, with an online course, if the online course has a Facebook group or some kind of Google group or something, mm-hmm. it's nice to know that there's a place you can go just to throw out your questions and that you'll get an answer, right? From other test takers. You know, in our course, we have a place, a Facebook group where our students can come and say, Hey guys, I'm taking my test tomorrow. And, you know, five or six people will write them back and say, good luck. You can do I it, right? Sometimes that. we need that support. We're human beings here. We're not machines, right? Yeah, yeah. So that sort of that cold, individual, lonely aspect that people think of, you know, that's how that's yeah. how I think studying online might seem to, to some people. But mm-hmm. where how do you talk to your friends anyway, you know, by text message on Facebook? So yeah. I think if if you have that in the course, then that's that's the community you need. And it's it's instant motivation. You know, I've watched mm-hmm. our comments uh, in our Facebook group and the person posts like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous about this. And seriously, within five minutes, there's like three responses. Don't worry. Good luck. You can do it. Like, yeah, that's it's incredible. really awesome. Yeah. Right. And as you were saying, to your point earlier, Jessica, when you're in an offline course, a physical location course, you can't really do that outside of class, right? The night yeah. before the test, who are you going? Are you going to call the people in your I class? Know. Are you going to email them? <laughs> <laughs> right? It would be weird. So think about the benefits and the drawbacks of the online versus the offline. Have a community around the course. I love that. And I love when, that. yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously, Lindsay and I are very motivated about online learning. We love online learning. Yeah. <laughs> but when, so if we have convinced you guys as to that aspect, <laughs> when you're looking at these different courses, make sure there is a community, guys, because a lot of these online courses, I mean, they may be from like a professional publisher like Cambridge or something, mm. but all they're doing is like copying a textbook and putting it online. They're not Ooh. adding value to this. They're not That's giving you these extras that other courses have, like Facebook groups, like um, you know, how to combat and testing anxiety. I mean, these yeah. are things that I think these bigger names are not going to give you. 
Yeah, that's a good point. They're really just selling the download of the course and yeah. then they're telling you to go away and good yeah. luck. Just as if as if you were buying a book, right? If you buy a book in the bookstore, you can't go back to the bookstore and ask for help. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? So so think about who made the course, you know, are they committed, right? Just really thinking about that. And that leads into our next tip, Jessica, our last tip, tip number six mm-hmm. is what is the level of support? And I think we just talked about it, right? But yeah. what else can we say about that, Jessica? Yeah. So I I think with with some of these bigger names and bigger schools, for example, you know, in your city, um, if if this some of them are just like like factories, you know, they're just they're just churning through these test takers. (laughs) And if you email someone for support, you're not even getting in touch with a teacher or Mm. someone who knows about IELTS, you're contacting like a secretary or an IT support person in another country, you know, that is is going to maybe just say like, oh, please refer back to um, this part of the course or whatever. Or, you know, they're not going to actually help you personally because they don't care about you as a person. You know, you're just you're just another number that you know, bought the DVD or whatever. So think about yeah. if, if you do have questions and you will, I mean, like I said, it's a complicated test. So is there, is there a community of support? Is there a knowledgeable teacher that you can go to personally and ask them for advice? Mm-hmm, um, a lot right. of things don't offer that, but that is something that you need if you're going to take on a huge task, like improving your IELTS score. Yeah, that's that's it, Jessica. And I think one of the lessons from today is don't get lured by the big brand names. I was actually at a co-working space yesterday having a conversation with a woman who's taking the LSATs. And ah. we were talking about a particular brand name. I won't say the name because our <laughs> listeners know it too. It also offers test prep in the ESL space. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how this brand name has just established an incredible reputation, but the customer service is not there. The support yeah. is not there. But people, somehow they just have excellent marketing. And they get away with it. Exactly. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's true of these online courses. And because I think I know who you're talking about. And I think they have a, (laughs) you know, a traditional school space like in my city and many other cities. Mine too. Um, (laughs) And you know what? I hear the same complaints about even the classes in the school, which people pay thousands for. So again, (sighs) don't just trust the name and be like, I've heard of that. I'll go there. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. have to think about all of these tips. Think about these six tips and evaluate something before you spend your money on it. Don't just look at a name and be like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And think, I think that's what we'll end on. Look at these tips. Consider both online and offline and don't get lured by the name. Right, guys? So these brand names have, have done a great job marketing. And yeah. at this point, they no longer need to improve. They're not putting their money and work into making their course better. They're just continuing to put the money into marketing. Exactly. So exactly. we can see through that. We're too smart for that. Our listeners are too smart for that, I think. Heck yeah, they are. <laughs> that's why they Heck love yeah. IELTS Energy. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Jessica, you got it. And if you guys want to find out more about our course, you can go to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com. But above all, we just want you guys to make the right decision because this is about your future and your dreams. So don't take it lightly, guys. All right, Jessica. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out today. This has been a fun one. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day, Lindsay. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Thank you.